0: C-F-M Stereo Ask the MP
1: The right honorable is in the hot seat Ask the MP With Farai On C-F-M Stereo
0: Very good evening to you. It is Wednesday evening. It is 7.30 p.m. My name is Farai Makutuya, and as always on ZFM Stereo, we bring you an effort that we call Ask the MP. Uh, great to have your company and we look forward to interacting and engaging with you over the course of the next hour. Tonight, I am joined in the studio by none other than Senator Douglas Monzora. He is the president of the MDCT as well as the leader of opposition in parliament. Great to have you on the program, sir. Thank you very much, Farai, and thank you for having me. Uh,
1: It's always a pleasure to be on this station, and I want to greet the people of Zimbabwe wherever you are, Uh, whatever the hardships that you are facing, um, we are concerned about that, and we know that together we can circumvent them.
0: Fantastic. We look forward, as I said, to hearing from you as uh, the Zimbabweans that have just been referred to by Senator Monzora. Get in touch with us. uh, WhatsApp 0731 168045. You can send a comment or question or a voice note and tell us what you think as this program unfolds. Now, just to give a bit of background to the discussion, uh, we know that. the MDC President Musa um, Zora who is here, said that key political reforms in the country will only come via dialogue and not confrontation, uh, as these have to pass through parliament, where the ruling Zanu PF has a majority. Now, since winning the 2018 uh, elections, uh, President Mnangagwa has established the Political Actors Dialogue a polad, a platform which brings together all the candidates that contested in those polls. However, some parties have not joined that. Um, you know that dialogue uh, for whatever reasons they have but uh, we'll be talking about pollard we'll be talking about you know the effectiveness of this parliament we'll be talking about those reforms we'll also be talking about uh, uh, you know the situation in the country in terms of the economy and what uh, you know the our guest in the studio uh, senator Monzora has to say about that and his party so let's get the ball rolling sir um you know the parliament uh, the ninth parliament is just a few months away from, you know, its uh, expiry, from wrapping up its business as we head into another election. Uh, if I was to ask you to give an honest assessment of really the performance in terms of what has come out of it, its effectiveness, what bills have been passed, have, how would you rate uh, this session? Well, I think the parliament uh, has done relatively
1: well. Uh, But one must always remember that uh, this parliament was uh, affected by the lockdown. Uh, Zimbabwe was under lockdown for a period of uh, two years, uh, almost two and a half. Um, and that did affect the work of the individual members of parliament in their constituencies uh, as well as the uh, work of of parliament. Uh, But there are a number of issues that uh, 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 this parliament has done very, very well. Uh, The first issue is the issue of uh, trying to ensure uh, that uh, there is food security in this country. Uh, I am a member of uh, a committee that is called the Committee of Peace on Security, uh, which is a committee of senate and uh, two weeks ago we told uh, the, the country the, the, the countryside assessing the food situation in Zimbabwe and what we saw uh, was alarming to us mm-hmm. um, and just a few statistics to give you an idea of the level of uh, possible despondence that is going to come. Um, Bait Bridge district alone uh, uh, the, the whole of the, of the district was only able to, uh, to, to 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 send about one ton of maize to the GMB, the entire district, the entire district, um, and then the entire district of uh, Binger. Uh, I'm just picking just two the mm-hmm. entire district of, of Binga was only able to send it to the to the to the GMB about uh, four tons of maize, um, and then uh, uh, if you go to Mathebeleland South. Uh, they are affected. A place called Kezi is just again another example, where we have 8,000 uh, households that are in need of food security. Mm-hmm. We have children who are dropping out of school in Matabeleland South because of hunger. Uh, in Matabeleland North as well. So what we did notice is that the areas of Matabeleland are more affected than the others. Mm-hmm. Um, we also saw that uh, the, the the type of assistance that go to the Various areas within the country do not take into account the chief economic activities within those areas For an example, matabeleland is uh, well known for livestock and one would expect um, uh, Helping the people there with the supplementary feed for their livestock uh, As well as to make sure that the water situation is good, but the fact that you have a parliament uh, That is assessing for itself the situation in the country and uh, after which we were able um, to summon the minister to explain what the interventions are going to be Mm -hmm. Uh, and he did tell us some of the interventions we were also able to tell the minister that uh, uh, the current practice of um, uh, accessing inputs by individual farmers is very inefficient it is also prone to corruption um, and what we did notice is that uh, there is a requirement by the two banks uh, that are uh, uh, dealing with uh, agricultural support uh, they are requiring uh, a collateral which uh, the new farmers do not have uh, most uh, Zimbabwean uh, people do not have the collateral so there is a need for the government to intervene and they they have to uh, make sure that these loans are guaranteed by the government so in, in the area of food security I think the, uh, the Parliament has done well in the areas of human rights again we were able to visit the prisons um, where we focused on the criminal, prisoners. Uh, People are are convicted of criminal offences. But you have people in prison who have not committed an Uh offence. And these are usually uh, foreigners who are looking for asylum. Uh, and the current system is that they are put in prison. What a way to welcome people um, who have not committed any offense, who are running away from, from persecution. Yeah, looking
0: for assistance. They yeah, come yeah, to
1: Zimbabwe and they are put in prison. And that is very, very wrong. Uh, and talking about prison, we have uh, young children um, who are children of mothers convicted. Uh, and they stay in prison with their mothers. There are no adequate facilities for them. Remember, these are people who have not committed offences. We have uh, uh, also uh, gone to the government uh, to uh, ask it to uh, account for how the economy is going Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, our our good minister, Professor Muturi Ngobe is on record to say that the economy is doing well. But uh, on the ground, uh, the people are not enjoying the economy. In fact, uh, the lives of the Zimbabwean people have gone for the worse. The purchasing power has gone uh, very, very badly and uh, we want to make sure that the key interventions by government are felt by the common people. It's not enough to say the economy has grown to look at the uh, statistics like the gdp mm-hmm. uh, the gdp per capita and so on all those uh economic uh, 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 figures that we hear about what is important in a country is how the wealth is distributed yeah. and zimbabwe has rising levels of inequality we have a zimbabwe that is a land of two nations now mm-hmm. uh, we have the extremely rich people uh, if you go to Borodil uh, uh, if you go to um, uh, all these uh, leafy suburbs, you see construction happening every day. Yeah. Uh, if you go to Highfield, if you go to, to, to Mfakose Kwazana uh, 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 and so on, no new construction is taking place. The gap between the rich and the poor is getting, is getting wider. And we are very worried about that as a parliament. And we have taken the minister to account has he accounted? Well, we are not very satisfied with uh, the performance of the minister uh, and the Minister of Finance. Um, the performance of the government when it comes to the economy is in my respectful view very very bad um, and uh, the minister told us that uh, he had uh, a problem of inflation that was being fueled by corruption in the uh, in the finance market in the in the uh, um, where where the, uh, the, the, the the exchange the exchange mm-hmm. And uh, he told us of an intervention that he has done, uh, and that is to bring the uh, dollar, the uh, gold coin. Mm-hmm. And what we have noticed is that this gold coin is totally in accessible to many people including the members of parliament themselves uh, to tell you the truth I haven't seen it uh, and many people have not seen it so these are interventions that are not being felt by the common person and at one point Yet he always tells us oh, we're told for a long time about a surplus Yes, uh, this is, this is where, where the point is that the minister is relying on figures uh, and is not relying on the effect of whatever the, the the economy, whatever is happening in the economy, on the common man. The common man is not feeling the surplus. In fact, the common man is feeling a deficit because he is unable to afford school fees for his children, to afford health care for his loved ones. Some are even unable to bury decently their loved ones. And if you go to the um, uh, issues of uh, social security, pensions have been totally eroded. There are people who are in receipt of NASA and they are getting absolutely nothing. And this is cut across people. They've cut across uh, a cross section of our people including people like war veterans who are in receipt of government pensions. These pensions cannot buy anything and this is where we have emphasized on this government that the, the the economic problems of zimbabwe the social problems of zimbabwe the 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 the, the, the uh political pro- challenges of this country are beyond the capacity of one political party are beyond the capacity of one uh, uh, governing party and we must now go to the issue of dialogue to resolve these these issues, dialogue is necessary because it will enable people to bring their ideas um, uh, across the political divide and uh, uh, to help to, to resolve the problem together. For example, the MDC mm-hmm. has um, uh, three interventions that uh, it it is proposing. Uh, as a way of kickstarting this economy. And these are key interventions in agriculture, in, the man- in manufacturing, and in mining. And we have concrete proposals uh, for resuscitation of economy using those three sectors. But we need a platform. We need a mechanism so that we can input into the government so that we gouge this government into positive action. And that's why we are talking of dialogue.
0: So a couple of issues arise from what you've just said. I mean, you've said that, look, it's beyond... Um, you know the the scope and ability of one party to resolve some of the challenges that we are facing what about some who say you know what if if they have failed let's try someone else why should we uh, dialogue if they can't do it let them get out and let's put someone else in there well the people of zimbabwe don't have to suffer first for us to have a change of government
1: certainly not and remember that uh, a government is elected for five years so from the if from the date of the announcement of elections to the date of the next elections suffering doesn't stop Zimbabwe has continue to suffer. So people must not wait uh, to say the economy must get worse so that the political fortunes of the opposition for example, uh, improve. That is being selfish. We need to resolve the people's issues right now. The people are feeling the hunger right now and we have a year to go to the election. So we need to resolve the, 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 the challenges. And we have said as the MDC that uh, the main uh, 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 method of resolving this issue is through dialogue. And we derive our confidence from history. Uh, there was the growing war of liberation which ended at Lancaster House with the dialogue. And we had independence. And we had the madness in Matebele and in Gukurahundi uh, where uh, our people were, were murdered. Uh, there was so much bloodletting. That was uh, ended by the Unity accord. It was dialogue. And then we had the bloodletting in 2008 where we lost about 300 youngsters uh, to that senseless bloodletting. It was resolved by, via dialogue. Talking about 2008, we were able to resolve the economy pro- economic challenges together we were able to um, uh, 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 talk of uh, dollar for two um, the purchasing power uh, the purchasing ability of an average zimbabwe changed mm-hmm. for the better and we were able even able to uh, solve the social I- issues and more importantly we were even able to do a constitution together so there is enough historic evidence that dialogue does work and slowly we as the MDC are being absorbed. Um, It is started as a, a fallen cry uh, by the MDC, almost a shrill cry by the MDC um, in 2020 to say we must have dialogue in this country. And now we are happy to notice that some of the political parties who were so critical of the MDC are Talking of this issue of dialogue, churches are coming, uh, civil society is coming, and other countries are coming, and we feel vindicated as the MDC.
0: One of the things you said, I mean, you said uh, three particular sectors, very specific plans you have there, but what you said is you don't have a platform. Isn't that, why don't you have that platform? Is that not where, where Pollard comes in? No. Uh, Pollard is, is, is necessary, but
1: not sufficient. If I may, if I may say so, it is necessary but not sufficient, because the problems with Pollard now is that it does not have legislative capability. It cannot transform its agreements into laws. It cannot transform its, its 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 agreements into policy because it has no legislative arm. That is why the MDC has proposed. To the President of the, of the Republic to say um, if you want us to dialogue via Poland we must create a platform of political parties in Parliament. This is it to enable any agreement reached at Poland to be transformed into laws to be transformed into policies to be actioned. So yes pollard is, 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 is necessary but as a, as a starting point but uh-huh. it is not sufficient uh-huh. and uh, that is why uh, we as the MDC are saying we do have the ideas uh, and we have had some political parties saying they have the ideas as well um, and uh, we need to be able to sit down together as Zimbabweans and ameliorate the suffering of our
0: people. The proposals that you've put forward and said to the head of state where have they what has been the response? the well, fact that we haven't seen this legislative arm could be that it 's fallen on deaf ears well, um, I was able to see the president
1: uh, on two occasions uh, to discuss about about dialogue. The first one was in twenty twenty one on the eleventh of june, uh, and there I went with specific specific proposals Mm. Um, he replied uh, on the 16th of september the same year agreeing on most of the proposals Mm -hmm. um, disagreeing on i think three uh, and then I said to him I want to uh, 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 consult my party I want to consult other stakeholders and I was able to see him uh, on the uh, I think it was on the 16th of January uh, this this year um, and he promised to come back to me regarding the final position on what we should do um, and up to now I have not been able to see him uh, and so on, maybe he has been too busy but if uh, Zanu PF is not taking the issue of dialogue seriously, if the president is not taking the issue of dialogue seriously, they are being very historical because dialogue has worked before. It is not for the benefit of the opposition, it is not for the benefit of ZANU-PF, it is for the benefit of the people of Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. And dialogue has helped the people of Zimbabwe before. And we must forget our political differences. We must forget about the advantages we want to to, to gain as we go to the elections. Because someone said to to me that the economic collapse of a country uh, favors the opposition. Mm-hmm. And we 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 then commissioned a report that was done by one of our brilliant youngsters, and it uh, the results were that the collapse of an economy actually benefits a sitting government. This is because when there is poverty, when there is collapse, there is uh, there are bigger levels of poverty, and there is more desperation, and people become more and more dependent on the state. They become more and more dependent on handouts. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they become more and more... Uh, they, 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 they lack independence to make uh, choices that they want. So, uh, some people may want to keep economy bad in order to have that result. But some people may want an economy to be bad so that a government looks bad. We in the MDC are saying we want an economy that benefits the people of zimbabwe whatever impact that has on our political fortunes so we are calling for this abnegation on mm-hmm. the party of the uh, political leaders in this country what is important is not mdc what is important is not triple c what is important is not ZANUPF.
0: what is what are important are the people of zimbabwe do you think just looking at it to realize from your own point of view that there can ever come a point where these three parties that you've just mentioned here can actually sit down and dialogue. It has happened before uh, in this country. We had
1: people with West parties with West relations relations in this country who came together. People who were bombing each other in Chimoyo, uh, people who were bombing each other in Nyadzonya, uh, Dukwe Camp and so on. We are able to sit together uh, and that we haven't even reached that level of uh, uh, acrimony, mm-hmm. and we saw in 2008, uh, in 2000 and uh, in 19, 19, 1987, mm-hmm. the bloodletting that had happened the matabeleland uh, yeah. genocide and so mm-hmm. on. But people were able to swallow all that for the betterment of all Zimbabweans. And then in 2008, all that bloodletting, all that acrimony, all that name calling on Changrai, but Shangri had to say that the people of Zimbabwe are greater than an individual and that he is going to do something in the best interest of the people of Zimbabwe. And he did that. And objectively speaking, the people of Zimbabwe's life changed for the better. The current crop of political leaders, um, let me just pick three. Uh, myself, uh, Advocate Chamisa, President Mnangagwa, have not individually as political parties arrived at the level of acrimony that existed at that at some point in time in this country and therefore we bear a greater onus of coming together and doing things for the benefit of our people and I am very happy that uh, the MDC was ahead of its time um, mm. and I, as its leader, I was ahead of my time because I started articulating these things and uh, we were called all sorts of names, uh, sellouts, this and that, and so on. Uh, but now, we hear uh, dialogue being talked about by people uh, in, in the ruling party, by people within the opposition, in particular by people within the Triple C. Um, we hear dialogue being talked being, uh, uh, Talked about by the people in the G40 who were very opposed to this. But you also see that the church has added its voice.
0: Civil society has added their voice. Who are we to ignore those voices? indeed get in touch with us let us know what you think is dialogue the way forward what format and how you think it should be done zero seven three one one six eight zero four five zero seven three one one six eight zero four five send a message or a voice note we would love to hear from you let's get to a few questions that have come through before we move the discussion on uh senator mwanzora uh, get someone getting in touch and saying um, what reforms have you advocated for as pollard and that have actually been passed has pollard done anything really Oh thank you so much. Um, there are a couple
1: of uh, things that uh, the listener must understand and it is that the MDCT is not yet part of Poland. Uh, and this is because it has said that for Poland to be uh, to be to be to be meaningful it must have legislative capability. <laughs> it must have that platform of political parties in parliament. Now I, I know that they've talked about electoral reforms uh-huh. um, and they've produced their document um, but uh, I don't know what has happened to that document but there is another law key platform Uh, that is under the Zimbabwe Institute Um, and you have ZANU-PF, we have Triple C, we have the MDCT uh, in that platform Uh, and they uh, have been discussing about electoral reforms that they want to see but uh, the tragedy of this platform is that they have been discussing separately in other words, ZANU-PF will have its meeting, the MDCT will have its meeting, the Triple C will have its meeting Uh, and these meetings took place in Uh kariba that's not the way we should have dialogue there what we must have is people sitting together confronting the hard facts of life and looking at the problem in the eye and asking a simple question what is in the best interest of our people Uh uh So I am unable to vouchsafe for Poland. But regarding the uh, reforms that uh, we want to see in this country, Uh we want to see key social reforms. uh, Reforms that address poverty. Um, Our people are living in poverty, misery and want. Uh, Reforms that address inequality. There is frightening inequality in this country. Inequality across regions inequality even across tribes um, and and, and, and inequalities across the political divide. We need to deal with that. Uh, And then of course the uh, economy. The MDC has always said that our economic reforms must look at uh, 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 generating or developing an inclusive economy. uh, A system, uh, a a developmental trajectory that leaves no one behind uh it's the mdc that started talking about that but we are encouraged that the uh, zanu pf is now talking about that as well which means it is something good we need electoral reforms these electoral reforms uh just to give you an example uh, i hear many people um talking about ZEC uh, uh-huh. without really analyzing how ZEC is constituted we have the commission and i i can say that the commission is the list of the problems in ZEC. Okay. Uh, the, 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 the main objectionable problems in ZEG are two. Mm-hmm. And it is the secretariat, which must be completely independent, independent of the executive. That's not obtaining now. The second is there are subcommittees within ZEC. For example, the Logistics Committee, uh, the Accreditation Committee, who are dominated by appointees from the executive. So you have people from the President's Office, uh, people from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, people from Home Affairs Ministry, and so on. That compromises the independence of ZEC in a very, very big way. Uh, but these are reforms that don't require time, they simply require the correct attitude um, and what we need to look at is what how other Africans have dealt with similar problems to ours um, if we go to Kenya for example um, what, what, was, uh, what happened towards the uh, very last uh, period of their electoral um, uh, 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 process, they had a very commendable uh, election system Mm -hmm. And so on And uh, they dealt with the issue Of the independence of the election management board Um, They also dealt with the issue Of the diaspora vote Now, Zimbabwe uh, The the, the Zimbabwean officials say We cannot allow the diaspora vote Because people must reside in a ward uh, Must reside in a Mm constituency So that they are able to vote Um, That argument uh, uh, came up in, in Kenya. And how the Kenyans dealt with it wa- was that the people in the diaspora will be allowed to vote for the president. Because in that regard, in the case of a presidential anyway. election, the whole country is one constituency. Mm-hmm. So actually, all one needs to have is his national ID, which proves, proves that, A, he is Zimbabwean, he or she is Zimbabwean, be that uh, they are uh, above the uh, above the voting age, uh-huh. and then you can have people voting for the president, and those people in the diaspora who want to come and vote, who want to vote for the MPs and the councillors, can oh, okay. travel. Uh-huh. But right now, to uh, uh, re- deny. uh, 4 million Zimbabweans uh, in the diaspora the right to vote is to disenfranchise people remember the war of liberation was for among other reasons for one man one vote Uh, people must decide who their leaders are going to be and uh, um, we we, we want the diaspora vote to happen ZANU PFA said that uh, they oppose the diaspora vote because they are under sanctions and they are unable to travel and campaign and Mm -hmm. access the voter. And we as the MDC have written to the United Nations to say that the sanctions in Zimbabwe must go. Because these sanctions are not helping the poor people. They are making the rich richer, the poor poorer. And we have been vindicated by the sentiments of the United Nations itself Mm -hmm. uh, through their special rapporteur. They agreed with us and said the sanctions must go. And we have been vindicated by SADAC. um, And I want to uh, uh, point out, uh, single out uh, two presidents in the SADAC. Uh, And these uh, presidents were recently in opposition. President Chakwera of Malawi and President uh, Ichilema of Zambia. Uh They have tweeted their support for the removal of sanctions in Zimbabwe and we are also vindicated by the behavior of the united states it seems to have um, a a change of tact when it comes to the issue of sanctions on zimbabwe so we would like to encourage uh, these countries to look at the best interests of our people mostly Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, we think that the sanctions must go we think that the sanctions are hitting the poor and we think that the sanctions are, are, are very unfair on Zimbabwean business.
0: Let me stop you there because I want to take a, f- a few questions that are coming through from our listeners. Uh, uh, one listener says, dialogue is a no. This means elections become irrelevant. They become one. Someone else here saying, why is it that, you're up, that your party appears to divide the opposition in general? Was it not advisable to have a united opposition? That is Paul in Hatfield getting in touch. And then we have one more here saying, well, two more. Uh, this is my first time hearing Senator Monzora talking since. These three people whom he mentioned really need, uh, so let me just get to that, uh, really need to, really need to dialogue because they say the economy is improving, but on the ground it's a different story. Please put the people first. We need change in this country. Uh, there's one more I'd like to read, uh, and then I'll allow you to respond to that. Uh, Baba Chris says, Monsura actually is deep and he speaks sense, but turning against the party of the people led by Chamisa is where he messed up. Political suicide. Sadly, next election he won't get more than five parliamentary seats. Um, uh so he's saying so uh, a couple of questions there so this very last question i think speaks to you know the the culture in this country where you are either this side or that you're either black or white you're either this side or that side um speak to us as you respond to some of these questions Uh, thank thank you very much um first
1: of all the first question uh that dialogue uh, will mean there will be no elections. That's not correct.
0: Trend irrelevant. Um,
1: that's not correct. Uh, when we had dialogue in 1979, in 1980, we had elections.
0: Okay.
1: And when we had dialogue in 1987, and we, when, and we concluded the unity accord, in, in 1990, we actually had elections. And when we had dialogue... Uh, in 19... uh, in 2008, 2009, in 2013, we had elections dialog means that we will we will we will sort the conditions for free and fair elections it is not a substitute of elections so this is where we have been misunderstood when when we talk of dialogue we are not talking of avoiding the elections we are talking about making the electoral process fairer making the electoral process more bearable, And if I had my way as Douglas, I want election time to be fun, fun time for the people of Zimbabwe, not a matter of life and death for the people of Zimbabwe. That is unfair. Uh, Two questions that have been put, uh, and it is that we divided the opposition. uh, And I want to go into a bit of some history here. Uh, The MDC that was left by Morgan Changrai, has a constitution and some people decided to follow the constitution other people decided not to follow the constitution and uh, there was litigation Uh, some people uh, uh, thought of uh, agreeing with the ruling of the supreme court Uh it had nothing to do with nelson and myself it had to do with principle and the principle is that as people are, are aspiring to rule this country we must Always lead by example. We must follow the constitution of of our parties. And I decided to follow the constitution and that is not difficult to see. Uh, If you look at my history, I am a constitution maker, having been uh, the co-chairperson of COPAC in this country. Uh, And by the way, the COPAC uh, constitution was my third attempt at writing the constitution of uh, Zimbabwe. So uh, that shows that we must follow the constitution. We haven't gone against anyone uh, at all. Um, And uh, uh, I want to appeal to the people of Zimbabwe and especially the opposition. uh, And that that is to uh, not to prejudge what is going to happen. Right now, what is happening is work in progress. Even the by-election that happened, it is work in progress. The political game is defined by the end game. And it is too early to write the obituary of Mr. Monzora. It is too early to write the obituary of the MDC. Right now, I want to invite uh, my friend in Shitungwiza there to just observe what is happening within the MDC um the mdct right now there are there's a lot of restructuring happening uh, throughout the country four or five meetings a day um and these are small crowds 40 50 uh 100 people uh, it's not a rally because we are not reaching for the mass we are reaching for the structure and let me then say to my friend when you want to build a political party it's build around three things that is structure strategy and, uh, and 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 uh, and of course culture and what I have tried to do as the president of the MDC is to build the culture of democracy. I am happy to say I am the only president of a political party who can be criticized within the party uh, with the members not suffering any consequences. Any
0: backlash, indeed. Any
1: backlash. And uh, right now we are going to our Congress. And uh, I have said that uh, all, the pa- all the positions uh, can, be, can, be, can be contested, including the positions that i hold i have not yet a political leader in this country saying the same
0: just on that uh, francis and borodil had asked about that so uh let us hear what you have to say on this francis and Borodel had asked uh, please uh, kindly ask senator mondora when they are having the elective congress since he says he follows the constitution correctly
1: thank you very much francis the co- the congress is going to happen very very soon uh, but I can't give you a debt today because I have to advise my National Council first. I have to advise the National Executive and the Standing Committee. That's how we do things. But let me uh, uh, advise him uh, on uh, what caused the delays. Uh, what we noticed when we went to the by-elections was uh, that the, the party had very weak structures across the country. And uh, as you know, uh, the people who go to the Congress are the structures. So we had to conclude the restructuring of the party. And I said to the organizing department, as soon as you are ready with the structures, then we can call for the Congress. This is because on this Congress, we wanted to have a definitive voter's role that is certified by the secretary general the organizing secretary etc that is going to be used by uh, at the Congress so that people don't cheat one another so the organizing department uh, told us last week that they are 70 percent through with the structure so only 30 percent is remaining Uh, that's number one the second thing is that uh, uh, the issue of finance Um, and I made Uh, I made um, a a, a point to the National uh, Standing Committee that I want the party to fund the Congress and not the various aspiring leaders. So people will be ferried from across the country uh, by their party. They will be fed by their party. When they get to the Congress venue, they owe nobody anything. Uh and they can vote freely. So, I'm sorry, Christopher, but... Uh, the Congress is going to happen. It's going to happen very, very soon. Um, uh, how you will know that the Congress is going to happen is that uh, you will hear that we will call the National Council uh, to formally
0: advise it, and then we will announce the date. Victor is getting in touch. Uh, asked two questions here. Well, first, a response to the point you've just made. He says, uh, you were criticized by the aspiring MP of Kambuzuma, and he was fired. Um, so I think on the issue of... Criti- but, but then he also asked a question here, saying, what is your t- Take on the issue or the continued incarceration of Honorable Sikala. I have another question here I would like to ask. Uh, Senator Mwanzora pretends to be fighting for Zimbabwe while he does that to fulfill his own ego. Constitutional amendment number two was a nail in the coffin. He pretended to support the women and youth quota, yet he was supporting the death of democracy. He talks dialogue, but recently recalled an MP in Bulawayo.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, first of all, the question about the, the aspiring candidate of Kambuzuma, I think he is talking about uh, uh, Mr. Fungai Chiposi. Mm. Mr. Fungai Chiposi was not fired by the party. He resigned from the party. He resigned on his own accord and he joined the Triple C. He was not fired by us. Uh, if he's talking about Mr. Metu, uh, the, the uh, uh, aspiring candidate for Epworth, Mm-hmm. He actually resigned from the party. He actually uh, had a press conference where he says uh, he said I had left the party, and all we then did was to write confirming to him that he was no longer our member. The fact that we are democratic, the fact that we preach democracy does not mean that we condone indiscipline within the party, we condone the offences within the party. Mm -hmm. For example, the offences that uh, uh, Mr. Metu committed that uh, I'm not liberty to say here uh, because he's not here to answer for himself. But these people were not fired by us. Go to their Twitter accounts go to the press conferences that they held uh, they, they are there on YouTube, you will find that they left the party on their own volu- volition. Actually, uh, Mr. Chiposi wrote a letter to me to say that he cherished the time that we had worked together as a unit and that uh, he had to move on. We don't stop people from joining political parties of their choices, but to say that we fired them is not true. Um, I am very perturbed about uh, the continued incarceration of Job Scala for a number of reasons, of course. But uh, some people may not know what I have done. Um, I actually tried to see Mr. Scala with the intention of helping him uh, because I think I can help how mm-hmm. um, so? Well, I won't tell you, but <laughs> I, I, I uh, because it's a strategy also. Okay. Um, but, but remember, first and foremost, I am a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And I think I have a skill that he may uh, want to make use of. And I tried to uh, see him in prison. Uh, I was told by the prison officers that uh, uh, I needed to get special permission from the commissioner of uh, general of prisons. Um, And I went to the commissioner uh, and I was told uh, uh, to wait um, for, I think it was 20 minutes. And I received a polite reply that I should seek permission from the Minister of Justice, Minister Zyambi Zyambi. I then wrote a letter to Minister Zyambi Zyambi that I wanted to see Job Sikala. Minister Zyambi has not replied to my letter. But I am not going to give up on that. If Minister Zyambi doesn't allow me to see a prisoner, I am taking him to court. Because this is not allowed, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the the type of prosecution that uh, Sikala and company are going through is unprecedented in this country. Mm-hmm. They have been uh, in detention, I think, for all oh, close to ninety
0: days. I think it's Yeah, hundred yes. now.
1: Yes, I, mean, yes. I saw the other day hundred milestone. Yes, yes. So um, and uh, again, their 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 trial date is being is being pushed, and this is sadistic. And this is not acceptable. And I wanted the people of Zimbabwe to know that I am a constitution maker. And I was part to drafting the Bill of Rights, which gives Zimbabweans freedoms, including Sikala. So I have done something towards helping him. And by the way, uh, when Joanna Mamombe was in prison, I used to visit her and, uh, and her colleagues. Uh, the triple C, people don't talk about that because they have this character of Monzora that they want to portray to the people. Um, the uh, issue of amendment number two, uh, my friend, you are very, very wrong. Uh, the, on the issue of amendment number two, there were, there were four issues. There was the issue of the running mate. There was the issue of the, uh, the, the term of, of the judges, the extension of the term, women and youth. If you go to the answer to say, if you care to research, you must go and read my debate in the Senate, where I was fighting against the extension of the term of the judges. And I did warn Minister Zyambi that if anybody took him to court, they would win. And I was to be proven correct. The matter was taken to court. And the the, the, the High Court uh, made an order um, in in favor of, uh, against the amendment. Then there was the issue of the women's quota. Now tell me, I was part of the people who wrote the constitution and said we must give the women their quota. That's not what they'd asked for. They had asked for 50 50. So giving them a quota was an incremental gain towards women emancipation. And what type of constitution maker would I have been mm-hmm. to support an amendment to remove uh, that quota for women? To remove that gain that they had gotten uh, as women, I don't think that was correct. Then the youth, uh, why should I have uh, opposed an amendment which gives youth seats in parliament? Why should I have done that as a constitution maker? Uh, the youth made uh, strong representations uh, under COPAC to say we want a youth quota. We didn't give them. And here it was an opportunity to give them. Now... I want uh, some people, uh, maybe within the triple C, to answer this question. Is the issue of women less important than the running mate? Is the issue of the youth less important than the issue of the judges? I don't think so. We are talking of two demographic groups that have been marginalized throughout our history. And we know that. We know that because of culture, our women did not get the same facilities as the males. And we need some form of of affirmative action. So, yes, if I am guilty of supporting that amendment... I supported the women's quota, I supported the youth quota, I was against the extension of the judges, I was against the removal of the running mate. But if the listener was able to follow in parliament, we voted in parliament. And because of the numbers in parliament, we were defeated in parliament. My party was defeated. But we went down fighting. But I am happy that for the women, we have preserved the women's quota, and in in the mdc we are going to introduce a, an amendment for 50 50. we are very serious about women in emancipation we are serious about the youth the youths are not leaders of tomorrow they are leaders of today so they must be uh, allowed to be in positions of power and for the first time they have a quota in parliament what is wrong with that
0: Is there, I mean, obviously you are the legal mind and obviously you could, uh, you know, advise this better. Is it prudent or advisable to have had all those four very fundamental issues in one amendment? Was it not better to separate them so that we don't have this sort of scenario? It would have been ideal to separate them. But the government,
1: the minister who brought the amendment, brought it as a composite amendment... And the, and obviously, it was to put some things which are acceptable and some things which are not acceptable. And some of the things that were acceptable to us were extremely compelling. Uh, having uh, having uh, heard the women speak about the need for uh, women emancipation in this country, it was a, a persuasive amendment to me. Having heard the youth. Talking about how marginalized they are, how they are made hewers of wood and drawers of water, how they are just used by politicians uh, to, 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 to beat up people, and they are fed on drugs, and after an election, they are forgotten. Having listened to to those arguments, I found it compelling that we must have a youth quota in parliament. I also found it compelling that we must have a women's quota in in, in council. So 30%, I think 30% of uh, 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 the councillors are going to be women. Again, I want my critics to tell me what is wrong with that.
0: Okay, Senator Monsoro, let's move on to, um, you know, well, we revisit the issue of uh, reforms, electoral reforms, and I want to ask two things here. Um, first of all, we have often heard... Um, the ruling party or certainly i've heard people within the ruling party expressing some sentiment that it would be unwise or it would be uh, politically naive to reform yourself out of power and so these reforms that you speak about uh, as you quite rightly say level the playing field a playing field that you allege is not level right now uh, do you see cooperation uh, or, or, or desire to actually implement these reforms given the sentiment I've just mentioned where people say, you know, it would be politically naive to do so. Secondly, I want to talk about the controversial ZEC fees, which I understand the court ruled, um, you know, should be uh, done away with, which I also understand uh, as MDC you supported in, 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 uh, when it came up. Is that not counterproductive to inclusivity in, 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 in electoral processes to have such exorbitant fees that you supported?
1: First of all, we did not support uh-huh. uh, the exorbitant fees. Uh-huh. And we did make our point very, very clear. Uh-huh. But uh, what uh, some people who chose to misunderstand me uh, did not pay attention to was my support to the fact that you need, we need to shorten the ballot paper. And therefore, the issue of uh, fees for a presidential candidate it's nothing new and peculiar to Zimbabwe. It may be the, 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 the level of the fees. Um, but the fees per se are justifiable um, uh, even uh, in, 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 in most countries. Why should but we shorten it? If, if I feel I want to run, why should I because be... Because you shouldn't waste the people's time. Before, because if, if you have no possibility of winning... Um, and so on Uh, you shouldn't just get into the election for the fun of it Uh, this is a serious matter Uh, people of Zimbabwe are choosing a leader and uh, uh, of course uh, in other countries there is imposition of fees now it is the amount of fees that uh, we can debate about not the concept then coming to the MPs, the, 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 the fee for the MPs is extremely uh, uh, unacceptable. Uh, you want $1,000. That means if you want to uh, contest 210 constituencies, you must have $210,000, which is almost a quarter of a million. Uh, that is then very, very oppressive. Why? Because we have seen in history um, some MPs who are not financially indigent but are very, very competent uh, when they come to their work of representing the people. And we have seen people of uh, unfathomable integrity, but without financial muscle. So the issue of the fees for the MPs we don't support. Uh, The issue of the the fees uh, of uh, the uh, senators being less. Uh, then the fees of uh, the members of parliament does not make sense because the senators have no electoral expense uh, because they depend on the on the, on, the, on the on the votes of the members of parliament mm-hmm. so to lessen their fees was extremely unreasonable. Uh, now, let me go back to the issue of reforms mm-hmm. and this common uh, problem uh, misconception that uh, people cannot reform themselves out of power people can actually rigiditize themselves out of power Uh, uh, i'm just inventing a (laughs) word here i'm not so sure whether it's there Mm -hmm. but you can be so rigid that it takes you out of power Uh, you can be so flexible that it makes you retain power now why ZANU-PF must, must, must accept the issue of electoral reforms is the historical fact that free and, unfree and unfair elections are winnable. In 1980, the elections were not free and fair for ZANU-PF. It won those elections. Um, in Zambia, we had complaints by Hichilema uh, and company that uh, the sitting government uh, was uh, making the um, playing field uneven. But he won the election. In Kenya, Mr. Ruto uh, complained about uh, uh, his mistreatment by the sitting head of state and the unevening of the playing field. He won. So it is not necessarily true that you can win, you, you won't win unfree and unfair elections. When you are making reforms, you are doing it for posterity. You are doing it not because you must be in power but because it is the correct thing to do it is a democracy that you want to 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 do what i hear these people saying is that uh, we mustn't be democratic if uh, being democratic gets us uh, out of government If we take that argument even further, if uh, murdering people keeps them in power, then they can say it is is justified. That is never the spirit of the Constitution. Our Constitution talks of democracy, and therefore we must have electoral reforms that guarantee that the vote is uh, is free and fair. Now, ZANU-PF doesn't stand to benefit. Uh, from continuous challenges uh, on its illegitimacy if it wins. I don't think President Nangwagwa likes it when his legitimacy is challenged. Uh Now, to avoid the challenges of legitimacy, we must have these reforms that guarantee the the, the freeness of the election. And these questions of legitimacy have far-reaching consequences. Number one, the international community uh, regard of Zimbabwe. Remember uh, when we had the the 2018 elections, there were a number of uh, foreign uh, observer missions which came came and made specific uh, observations and specific recommendations on Zimbabwe's electoral system. And we are saying, let's just follow that as one of the ways of making Zimbabwe get integrated into the international community of nations. Does ZANU-PF not benefit from the reintegration of Zimbabwe into the international community of nations? I think it does. But if ZANU-PF doesn't want, the people of Zimbabwe will stand to benefit. And as I said, what is important is what is in the best interest of our people.
0: A listener getting in touch saying Big up Mwanzora for fighting for Sikala's freedom The opposition should stand together um, He wraps up by saying I think which you've just spoken to um, Mr Zanu people will not agree To reforms because they will lose power But I want to come back to that point uh, Regarding honourable Sikala which we spoke about earlier uh, it has been suggested by some legal minds that uh, this is perhaps now a political a political solution is what is required. Do you agree with that or is it still in the realms of legality? Because as you say, someone must be uh, there's certain minimum standards that must be met.
1: Well, I, I, I think uh, um, first of all Sikala's um, case is beginning to look more and more political uh, because um, one, um, his trial date is being delayed. Uh, if the uh, authorities wanted him to stand trial um, and not run away until the trial, uh, then they have they, they, betrayed themselves by, by pushing further his trial date. He was fighting about court papers uh, being given state papers to prepare his defense. Um, and that is unfair. And this issue was uh, was 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 dealt with in the case of State versus Stole. Remember, Dabanikstole was uh, uh, was uh, accused of wanting to murder President Mugabe uh, using a claim claymore mine um, uh, and and an AK rifle, a rusted AK rifle. And he wanted the state papers to to prepare for his case, and they kept on delaying. And the courts. Uh, ruled that the, the the ability to defend oneself to prepare for one one's, one's case was a fundamental right. Now, it, it doesn't change because it happens to be job You may be a person whose personality you don't want, uh, and this is exactly what we are taught in a subject called jurisprudence uh, in law. Uh, and in jurisprudence, there is this chapter of uh, the theory of the unpopular client. Mm-hmm. If the a person is unpopular and to you and they come to you but their case is good do you give them justice now i think uh people must go to one principle of law and that is that justice must be blind justice must be blind to job scholars uh, political affiliation uh job scholars character or job scholars uh, 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 previous utterances what is, what must be important uh to the authorities whether the job scholar will run away uh, and there are ways of securing him uh, other than imprisonment. They can confiscate his passport uh, they, and other travel uh, documents. They can order him to report uh, to the nearest police station so that they make sure that he is there um, uh, uh, and so on. There are a number of ways to secure his presence. And this uh, uh, continued incarceration is barbaric and we do not agree with it and i have made it clear to the government that this is unacceptable i have written to the minister i shouldn't have because i don't have to but i have written to the minister uh, because i wanted to follow the rules that they have set uh, and if the minister doesn't give me the opportunity
0: to go and see mr scala i am taking the minister to court because this is unfair Fantastic. On that note, we must end this discussion because we're out of time. But I want to thank you so much, uh, Senators, uh, Senator Nguyenzara, for coming through to the program. Leader, President of the MDCT, as well as the Leader of the Opposition in, in Parliament. Great to have you on the program. Thank you so much. And thank you to all the listeners who tuned in. And more importantly, those who got in touch with us and interacted with us. Ask the MP. will be back again on this very same channel at 7.30 p.m. next Wednesday. Be sure to join me then. Enjoy the rest of your evening's entertainment. And keep it Z. Good night.